2: This is Dr. Joseph A. Mills, Jr. of Agape MC Ministries, Amelitary, Virginia. Thank you for tuning in to our Reigning in Life through Faith radio broadcast. I pray that today's message will truly be a blessing to you. We
1: stand on the So, if you're ever in the Alexandria, Virginia area, come and stop by the embassy for one of our weekly services. We just wanted to say we love you and we hope to see you soon.
3: Enjoy this powerful series from Dr. Mills entitled, Spiritual Authority, Gifts.
2: When I look at this right here, what he's saying right here. I understand a great degree what we're supposed to do with one another. And verse 23 says, those members of the body which we think to be less honorable, on these we bestow a greater honor. That means, man, listen, you can be cussing up a stone. I'm just using this as an example, you understand? But man, I got to love you even more. That's what that means, you understand? That doesn't mean, oh man, God, man. No, no, no. I got to love you even more. I got to put more love on you. Yeah. Because that person needs more love. See? The love of God will bring that person out of the condition that they're in. Amen. Right now, they're in a condition that they can't, they can't see their own way out. Yeah, yeah. But through my love, because love covers. Amen. Oh, no, no, come on now. Come on. What does love do? What does love do? Cover what? what? Cover what? A
0: multitude of sins.
2: Cover what? A multitude of What covers a multitude of sin? The love. What? Love. 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 We're not talking about just any kind of love we're not talking about this little stuff where you get little goosebumps with we're not, we're not, we're not, that's not what we're talking about we're talking about unconditional which means I don't have a reason i don't I, I cannot judge you unconditional see I can't judge you know uh, You know, we we have people come in and, and, and they want to go through counseling or counsel with us. I had to learn this. There are things that you can't counsel people with unless you've learned. I hear a lot of people on radio, TV, and all that kind of stuff trying to counsel somebody. And you look at their life and they haven't learned what they're trying to counsel somebody else about. I had to learn how to forgive. Forgiving is one of those areas where it is very hard to do when you're being critical of the people that you have to forgive. It's almost virtually impossible to forgive someone who you're critical of. If you're talking about them you're being critical of them How can you forgive them Now I had to learn I had to learn one thing I'm going to give this to you this will probably make your day This is worth all the gold that you could ever get <laughs> forgiving is 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 critical what i learned was if people knew better they would do better i had to understand that the only reason they did what they did to me is because they did not know and i can forgive them because I know what Jesus said on the cross. Jesus said, forgive them, Father, for they know not what they do. If you can't get to that conclusion that whoever you need to forgive didn't know what they were doing, you'll never be able to forgive them. Our greatest example, the one that we say is our Lord, taught us how to truly forgive people. Father, forgive them for they know not what they do. You have to come to that conclusion when you look at people and you want to judge them, that if they knew what they were doing, they would never have done it to you. We got people running around talking about what happened to them years ago and everything. Well, that means you're still holding against them. I don't have to talk about something years ago. If I understand they didn't know what they were doing and I want to forgive them. We're just talking about forgiving people now. We're just talking about forgiving. You understand? We'll never come together in the body of Christ in unity if you can't forgive. Oh, we all been wronged. You still living in a world of wrong. you live living in a world where if the devil can, he would kill you. He use anybody to come against you. And for any reason, any kind of reason that he can muster up, come against you. You don't live in a world where you're just going to be at peace all the time and nothing happened to you. I I, I think about people, you know, when they do something, I'm like, if you only knew who I was, you would never do that. If you only knew who I was. That's what Jesus was talking about, talking about his own people. He said, he says, I came to them and they didn't know me. And we go to people, and we judge people we don't even know. Yeah. They do things to us; they don't even know us. Mm-hmm. But how you get it off of you is forgiving them, because they don't know. Amen. I can walk in total forgiveness all the time. I don't. If you did something to me this moment, I said, "Well, she ain't know." It's gone. It's off my back. It rolls off my back. It's on my back. I'm not going to hold that. You know, all day long, all day long. Somebody do something to you first thing in the morning. All day long. You think about what they did. Oh, no, no, no. They didn't know what they were doing. So, hey. You're you worried all day long. All day long. This thing is all on you. You can't handle it. Yeah, because your body wasn't designed to handle that kind of stuff. You understand what I'm saying? But you keep it all day long and you don't even understand you opening up a door for sickness and disease to come in your body because you are judging them and you've got stuff on them. But yet and still, you understand, you, you understand, want people to forgive you. If I had known, if, if man, I didn't, I didn't know. And that's and a lot of people would tell you, you know. Why not? But you want to keep it, keep it against them. No, 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 no. Understand? They don't know what they do. Forgive them. Are you with me? Love on the people. Love on them. Love on them. You know, they, you know, people cuss right in front of your face. You know, I, you know, you have people. You know, they just this is just them. That their, 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 their yeah. demeanor. This is just who they are. Because this is where they come from. Do y'all understand what I'm saying? I'm not, I'm, not, I'm not talking about the, the Christians, because Christians ought to know better, you understand? But, you know, hey, you know, they, I say they ought to, you understand what I'm saying? They should know better, you understand? But, you know, depending on who they're around, you understand, they pick up on stuff. They pick up on stuff that they, they shouldn't be picking up on. And so you know, you don't know, like you know, I have, you know, when you, you know, when you got somebody to come to your house, you don't know, want to want to uh, fix on work on something, or something like that. You know, you can't change people in a, in in a moment. And I, you know, and I, and I, you know, sometimes I tell people I'm a pastor, sometimes I don't. See, I see, I don't understand people. Y'all don't mind me just talking to y'all today, do you? Because I'm talking about us. Understand how to love people. Okay? I, You know, some, see, a lot of times people tell people that they're Christian so they could respect them. To me, people ought to respect you, period. You know what i saying? I shouldn't have to tell you I'm a Christian, so you won't respect because you're a Christian. You should want respect because you're a human being. Are y'all with, can you understand what I'm saying? Yeah. So, you know, people disrespect people all the time. You know, and I'm I'm over in that category, you know, where I'm disrespected a lot of times, you know, somebody cuss, you know, Let's look at them. <laughs> they don't know. They don't know. And then, you know, later on, I'm, you know, we'd be saying something and the Lord, uh, the Lord will allow me. Because a lot of times the Lord don't want you to tell people anything. A lot of times, which when you open up your mouth, it's you. It ain't God leading you because you want people to respect you. Y'all understand what I'm saying? Yeah, it's all about you. See, it's not about the person. It's about you. I'm trying to help people. I'm trying to help people be better. I'm, all, I'm, I'm fine. I'm going to be fine. I don't care what you say out your mouth. What you say out your mouth is not going to affect me at all. You can't touch me with your words. I got shield all around me. You can't touch me with your words. I'm trying to help you out. So, you know, you have people come to your house, you know, and work or whatever, and they cuss, you understand, and, you know, they keep on rolling. Because it's just, it's natural. It's not that they, it's, it's not like they're cussing you. It's just that this is what they do. And after a while, you understand, either the Lord will allow me to or not tell them, well, I'm a pastor. And I'm not telling them I'm a pastor because I want them to respect me. I tell them I'm a pastor because I'm trying to get them to come. To hear me. Yeah. I want you to know who I am. Because you see me here in my house, you know, in the middle of the day, and you might be wondering, uh, what do you do? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's, so, uh, you know, and I just casually, I'll say, I'm, I'm a pastor. So, you know, people call me up on, you know, I'm talking to people. I got somebody now. there. My, my garage door messed up. The, and I just told them to get on the phone. I never told anybody on the phone. that. I'm like, wow. And I, and I say, I'm a pastor. You know, I, you know I, pretty much in my time can be flexible for you to come by and look at my door. This guy started telling me a whole bunch of stuff. <laughs> yeah, you can minister to people. You understand? When you're not trying to put you up, but you're very humble. Jesus, Word of God says Jesus was humble. Are you all with me? Can you understand what I'm saying? That's what we want. We need a lot more humility in the body of Christ.
3: A lot more humility in the body of Christ. Hey, WAVA family. This is Pastor Jay, and thanks for tuning in to the broadcast. Before we let you go this morning, I want to take a minute to piggyback on what Dr. Mills was teaching on this morning, forgiveness. Just as Dr. Mills said, just like God forgave us, we must forgive others. I want to give you guys a quick definition for forgiveness. It's to pardon an offense or an offender, to cancel an indebtedness or liability. If you're not willing to trust and obey God in this matter of forgiving others— That poisons your life with bitterness to the point that you cut off the flow of God's grace into your life. There is no comfort in unforgiveness. It soothes nothing, and it'll take us nowhere. When I was a little boy growing up, I spent the summers working on my great-grandfather's farm along with my brother and my cousin. And I can remember very vividly one day when the three of us were playing and I climbed a tree up to an area that we considered was our tree house. My cousin, who was on the ground jealous that I climbed the tree before he did, decided to throw a rock at me, and that rock hit me right between my eyes. He took off running, and I came out of that tree determined to hit him back for hitting me with that rock. He raced to our grandmother for safety, and she protected him from that beatdown that I wanted to give him. Well, I never got the opportunity to pay him back for the wrong that he did to me that day, and eventually I forgave him. Today we have a great relationship And he's been a blessing to me Because he's an attorney And I've needed his professional advice over the years So you should never underestimate Who God will use to be a blessing in your life To help us understand Forgiving others better Let me give you four misstatements about forgiveness The first one is Forgiveness means forgetting The fact that you haven't been able To forget the offense Doesn't mean that you haven't forgiven it If you had no memory of how it feels for your heart to be broken by the injustice done to you, then how could you understand the pain that the people around you are going through in a similar situation? How then could you reach out to them with God's comfort in a meaningful way if we couldn't identify with some measure of the pain that they're feeling? Remembering gives us the ability to look at others in the eye and say, I've been there and I know and I'm telling you that God's grace is sufficient for you. I want to take a look at 2 Corinthians 1 and verses 3 and 4 in the message translation. And it says, All praise to the God and Father of our Master, Jesus, the Messiah, Father of all mercy, God of all healing counsel. He comes alongside us when we go through hard times. And before you know it, he brings us alongside someone else who's going through hard times so that we can be there for that person just as God was there for us we have plenty of hard times that come from following the Messiah but no more so than the good times of his healing comfort we get a full measure of that too thank God that we don't remember every little thing that has thank God we don't remember every little thing that someone has done to us but he chooses to leave behind enough to make us useful when ministering to others Remembering makes us useful in teaching our children to forgive. You have to be able to identify with what they are going through. Here's the second misstatement you may have heard. Forgiveness and feelings always go together. Nope. Maybe you thought you forgave someone for the wrong they did to you, but when the person comes around you, Your emotions start to heat up all over again. Then you might think, I guess I haven't really forgiven them after all, or I wouldn't be feeling this way. I want you to remember this, listeners forgiveness is a choice, and feelings aren't. It is very possible to forgive someone correctly, God's way, and still have feelings that contradict the decision that you made to forgive. This gives us the opportunity to let God rule over our emotions and to stay the course and keep on forgiving by faith. We'll trust God. Here's the third misstatement that you may have heard about forgiveness. Here's the third misstatement you may have heard about forgiveness. Forgiveness is a long, drawn-out process, and it cannot take place until healing is complete. Maybe you've heard people say, I'm moving towards forgiveness, or I'm in the process of forgiving. You can be working your way towards forgiveness and never get there. Forgiveness is not a slow-moving, wait-and-see, not-till-I'm-good-and-ready series of events and checkpoints. By God's grace, we can forgive in a moment's time. The willingness to forgive is the beginning of true healing taking place. And forgiving allows us to enter into the process of restoring that broken relationship. Even though we make progress in restoring our relationship back to where it should be, forgiveness is not a process that has to be worked up. The fourth misstatement I want to give you today is forgiveness makes things better. This is false. You won't forgive someone of something today and magically all the days of your life become peaches and cream. Nope. Jesus said, in this life you will have trouble. But be encouraged because we will overcome the troubles by faith. So forgiveness has to be our way of life. Over and over again in life... Perhaps in your marriage, with the kids, in the workplace, at church, even when serving in ministry, you're going to have to ask yourself, do I forgive or do I harbor bitterness and resentment? How do you forgive the neighbor whose dog barks all night to keep you awake? How do you show mercy to someone that you went to in confidence about something and they turn it into a prayer request at church and now everyone knows your business? Let's take a look at 2 Timothy chapter 4 in the NIV. And starting at verse 16, Paul says, At my first defense, no one came to my support, but everyone deserted me. May it not be held against them. Verse 17 says, But the Lord stood at my side and gave me strength, so that through me the message might be fully proclaimed, and all the Gentiles might hear it. And I was delivered from the lion's mouth. Paul was confident in God's power. He wasn't oblivious to what was happening to him or around him, and he didn't live in denial or even try to forget what happened to him. Let's read down to verse 18, and it says, The Lord will rescue me from every evil attack and will bring me safely into his heavenly kingdom. Paul was more concerned about his calling than his comfort. He understood that the purpose and plans that God had on his life's work Was far more important than whatever drama was unfolding in his personal life. That's the same place we need to get to. So you may be wondering how do we know when we have truly forgiven others the way that God expects us to? We'll know we have truly forgiven others when we refrain from thoughts of revenge, when we don't seek to do our enemies wrong but wish them well, when we are actually sad when calamity comes on them, and when we can pray for them seek reconciliation with them and show ourselves ready on all occasions to relieve them from any wrong that they've done to us. Remember, Jesus says in Matthew, the sixth chapter that we must forgive if we expect our heavenly father to forgive us. That's my time for today. But thanks again for tuning into the reigning in life through faith broadcast. I pray that you gain some wisdom and insight from our time together. If you'd like to give in support of this broadcast, visit agapeembassy.org. We love you, and we'll see you next week.
0: To receive your gift of today's message on CD, simply send your donation of no less than $10 in the form of a check or money order to Agape Embassy Ministries, 5775 Barclay Drive, Suite 7, Alexandria, Virginia, Two two three one five. visit us on the web at www.agapeembassy.org Dr. Mills invites you to listen to the broadcast for more Reigning in Life Through Faith Join us for our Sunday morning encounters at 9.30 a.m. and Wednesday evening Bible study at 7.30 p.m. We are located at 5775 Barclay Drive in Alexandria, Virginia. Or give us a call at 703-971-7202.